You know, Heather, I was excited to cover this week's game. I've never played it before, but my understanding was that you could piss in it. And then I find out you can't piss. It's not till Postal 2 when they introduce the piss mechanic. Postal 1, you can't piss. You should be able to piss in hey, Postal Nick, 1. Sorry, I'm late. What's going on? <laughs> What are you what are you doing in here? We run and gun through controversial mass shooting simulator postal this week on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, across from Heather Ann Campbell. Oh, it's not Heather anymore. It's Dunk! (laughs) (laughs) Referencing the Dunkachino segment featuring Al Pacino from the 2011 Adam Sandler film Jack and Jill. It's in the zeitgeist again for some reason. Uh, <laughs> that was mostly for Apodaca. Matt Apodaca is sitting to my left. It's not Matt anymore. It's Dunk. Oh, boy. Hello, everyone. There you go. I thought you were going to deprive us all of it. No. We're going to riot. If you haven't seen the Dunkachino segment from Jack and Jill, just Google it. It's spelled like it sounds. Cappuccino with Dunk instead of Cap. It's, uh, it's Al Pacino. It's Al Pacino. And that's all you need to know. It's Al Pacino, and it's a, it's a <laughs> fake commercial from a uh, Adam Sandler comedy, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, guys... <laughs> we have quite a game to discuss this week that has nothing to do with Jack and Jill. Uh, but before we do that, before we descend into gaming hell, and this is a hellish experience playing through this game, it's time, as we always do, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Nick, would you like to talk about something that has been, what did you say once? Pleasuring you with game? <laughs> <laughs> Did I use those words? They say something, a game was pleasuring me? It was like you you were like, I've been receiving pleasure from this game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I also got someone jumped on me because I said I like I was playing a game to completion, yeah. which they said sound va- sounded vaguely sexual. I have gotten to play some more Death Stranding. I had a, a, a stretch where I was working slash out of town. I barely got to game, but I got to play some more Death Stranding this past weekend. And I will say this without it being a spoiler, but I hit a pretty momentous story point. I was like, I'd saved just before a big like story moment and then I hit that and I was like whoa and then that set in a, a, a series of events and motions where you get likes from things in this game you get likes from other players you get likes from NPCs but I get a like from one of the game's very scary enemies a BT I get a like from a BT that's right I was like this is wild that you can get to this stage where you can earn that yeah and I'm sure that sounds like gibberish to anyone who hasn't played it but if you haven't played it uh, treat yourself it's it's great it's fantastic I'm still playing Sakura Wars I love it. I play it every Saturday morning. It's uh my it's happy. It's good times. That's it. There we go. All right. So now that we've talked about our um our gaming heaven, uh this week's game is is postal 
a nihilistic isometric shooter developed by Tucson-based Running With Scissors and released by Ripcord Games in 1997. The title, Postal, is a reference to the slang phrase Going Postal, which was a reference to workplace shootings in the U.S. that primarily involved postal workers in the 80s. And to talk through this nightmare, we have an actor and comedian and host of the podcast, I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club, which is now available on HeadGum, Jacob Waisaki. Hi, Jacob. Hello. Hi, Jacob. Hi. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Uh, I, we, have a, we have much to discuss here, but before, because your, your podcast is Fight Club themed, yes. I wanted to ask if you knew anything at all about the Fight Club video game that was released in 2004. Uh, other than I know that it exists, I, I know nothing. I haven't seen a, a frame of the game. So it's bad. It's very bad. It's a very bad fight game uh, that is just like kind of a derivative, you know, hyper violent, but not in the fun way that uh, some of these the over the top way that lay of like an eternal champions or, or some of the Mortal Kombat's uh, came out, you know, came out in 2004. The movie came out in 1999. So not well timed at all. Oh, my gosh! But <laughs> the thing that I like the most about the Fight Club video game, uh, if uh, an unlockable character is Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Is it so is it kind of like a Tekken-y, like 3D? Yeah, it's like a 3D fighting yeah. game. Yeah. It's kind of it's I Tekken I think is a pretty decent approximation of what they were trying to achieve. And you got to be people in the game? Yeah, you just like fight. It's like you have your Jack or uh, you know Tyler Durden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All these characters from the game and then some new ones that were added. Uh and uh, it doesn't look great even for its era. Um, I, I yeah. like I like that somebody saw Fight Club and was like, you know what this needs is to be marketed as a consumable product. Right. <laughs> They're going to love it. They're going to yeah. eat it up. They're going to love playing the movie. The takeaway from watching Fight Club is that fighting is cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's the big takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you are from, uh, uh, that game exists. You are from L.A., is my understanding? Yeah, I'm from and, the South Bay. I grew up in Lomita. So have you, as as an L.A. native, it's, it's been something that's that's represented in various video games. I think the, you know, L.A. Noir comes to mind, but I think the big one people think about for its recreation is, uh, of the city, is Grand Theft Auto V, yeah. Los Santos. Did you ever mess around with that at all? I did. I did play that game. And they, like, it's very... It's kind of what Grand Theft Auto does, where they, like, do it right, but they shrink it. Right. Uh, and you obviously are going to miss a lot of nuance with that. Uh, and it is sort of like, they just kind of lump the stereotypes, like, here's the beach, and then you go up, and then it's kind of the hood, and then you get into Hollywood, and then you're in the hills, and it's rich. Yeah, right. And so it's like, <laughs> it's a, a pretty good approximation. Yeah, but all scaled down. I remember yeah. when you were playing, uh, Heather, because I remember talking about this when this game was out, when yeah. it was new. Yeah. And I remember you playing and, and talking about the various places in L.A. that you like you went to your neighborhood at one yeah, point. My, right? my neighborhood is fairly well rendered. I'm not going to say what my neighborhood is on the podcast, That's safe. Mm -hmm. but uh, my my neighborhood is fairly well rendered, like down to like some of the coffee shops. Oh, whoa. Uh, so like I could like go to my corner and be like, what the f this is fucking crazy. And then I, you know, kill everybody or drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> right, because that's just yeah. your muscle memory is just to do that. <laughs> yeah. Hop into a police car and grab a shotgun. Yeah. We know how it works. But my experience of, of Grand Theft Auto V was after I had been driving, like, through the city for a while, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. This is crazy. It's a mind fuck because you're like, oh, I have to do this in real life. Right. So why not just do it in real life? Right, right. Yeah. Like I was driving up the coast and I was like, this is nice. And then I got to a bridge and I'm like, I've taken photos on this bridge. I should just go to the bridge. Right. Like this is uh, like an unsettling, uncanny valley of memory. 
Yeah, it's like a game that was just like your job. That was just the exact <laughs> like you work in IT and then you had a game where you played an IT worker and you're doing the exact same tasks, but you were just getting feedback like it, it, gamification of it in and of itself. Like, I, I don't know. It's weird how that element, even if you're doing the same shit, makes it feel like you're accomplishing something. Like, why is this act productive where in real life it would just be like, well, I'm fucking whatever. I'm just driving from place to place. Wait, are you asking what? What is the question? The there? question is why does the game why does the game element make it feel like it gives this it creates this illusion of productivity that is like it, the, that hooks you in Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. What I, productivity are you doing well, in Grand Theft Auto? Well, it's self-made productivity, I think, in yeah. those games where it's like I set up a goal that I want to do. I want to kill a bunch of people with a sniper rifle, okay, and you can obtain it very easily. Right. And when you set up goals for yourself, you automatically get that little dopamine drip, and you get to make <laughs> it your own. So it's very obtainable. You know, I think it's like a double easy thing to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> do you not under like you? <clears throat> I think you I can got progress it. in this game, right? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> there are missions to do. Uh, yeah. There are side missions and story right, missions. Right, but those missions aren't things that you do in your real life, and most of them aren't productive in any way. I, I feel, also, I feel trapped by my own argument right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I don't understand game structure. Yes. I'm, I, I'm lost because it sounds to me like you're saying, you know, when I have to file paperwork in a game, then it's the same as when I'm filing paperwork in real life. Mm. And I'm saying... What video game are you playing where you're filing paperwork? <laughs> because the things that you do in Grand Theft Auto yes. are not, other than the driving, aren't transposable. Fair enough. I guess I was just talking in terms of because it's a city that's so akin to the environment in which we live. Right. Like, it's like, yeah, but you're right. The tasks are very different. I'm not organizing a jewel heist in my real life. Okay, great. Yes, I'm going to Costco. Great. <laughs> They're not <What>? the same <laughs> thing. It's okay. I'd rather be in the game than in real life. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I I chose the real life over the game. <laughs> I'm I'm good with being on Earth right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fair. This is fair. Uh, wait, so you were you you were telling us before we started that you are something of a lapsed gamer. You're, you consider yeah. yourself an ex gamer. What what games were you playing growing up? And at what point did games stop being such a dominant part of your life? Uh, well, I kind of you know I'm a '90s kid, so I had the NES growing up, and then I was kind of a Nintendo family with like N64 yeah. to GameCube, right? And then the Wii, and then like I. I briefly had a PS2, got into that a little bit when they came out with the like slim one, the like mm -hmm. very, it was very cheap at the time. Great piece of hardware. Yeah. And I mean, a DVD player as well. Like mm -hmm. I still use that as a DVD player. And, uh, and then I started playing World of Warcraft and then that's oh, where, wow. that's kind of where I hit. I had to stop playing video games. Yeah. And it became very, I had always been very casual and like you have those nights where you're staying up late and you really got to beat the final boss of Turok. And so it's like 4am and you're a kid and you're up, but it wasn't like that all the time. And then I started playing. Wow. And it was just like, I think it was like a job. It was yes. like, I had a job in high school that didn't pay me money <laughs> <laughs> and I would just play it all of the time. And I started to rot. Yeah. You know? Wow. Uh, and I was playing it a, like I was, this was like early classic sort of vanilla. Wow. Like I was doing the raids. I was like, did the level 60 grind, like was in a, a guild that like required me to be there at certain times. And if you weren't there, you were like, penalized right. and I like had to be like sorry mom I can't eat dinner like I'm doing molten <laughs> core and my parents bless their heart they just didn't get it right but they knew that I enjoyed it so they just kind of were like okay and then I started like really just doing bad in school 
and kind of just pulled the plug on myself. So you self-policed. Yeah. Because I feel like at that age, I would not have that restraint. If my parents weren't being like, hey, you can't do, you can't just play video games. I would have just played video games. I would have never done any homework or even gone to school. Uh, but I that that's <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm impressed by that. I'm impressed you were able to like exercise that self-restraint. So you just, you kind of go cold turkey with, with wow. And wow, by the way, a better example uh, than Grand Theft Auto Five of like the the feeling that I yes. you know like going and fucking fishing in Grand Theft and Wow is like it I feels like it. you're making something. I understood then. Okay, when, once we started talking about Wow, it's like <laughs> oh, this is what it was. <laughs> okay, uh, I I always felt because I played um, Final Fantasy Eleven, which okay. is around the same time. Yes, and I always played until I started to feel nauseous. Like, did you ever get that sense where you were like? I've been doing this and I've had this like strange stress intensity for so long that I started to feel like sick. And that's when I would stop. Absolutely. It was sort of like, um, you know, when you have like a sour tummy. Yeah. It was like that. It was like, yeah, exactly. I haven't had enough water. I'm like eating poorly and I haven't eaten in a long time because I'm just playing and you just kind of feel like frail. The eyes are gone, have been gone for hours Yeah, and you just have to be like, tap it off. Yeah. Yeah. Tap it off. Yeah, tap it off. Yeah, sour tummy is just constant for me, like, <laughs> regardless of what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I so yes, World of Warcraft. That game was so. I'm I'm significantly older than you, but I so I was in the I was working in video games. I was working in the game industry when when WoW came out, and a lot of people, my coworkers, were playing it. Um, and about. Uh, a, a couple of years and a couple expansions later, they'd hired a new artist who was very talented, but he got fired because he was so addicted to World of Warcraft that he was pulling all-nighters playing it. Oh, man. And then the way, the places that he would sleep is he would take long bathroom breaks and go into the handicap stall and sleep at work. And it was just like, that's so... You get you. It's so so many people are trying to break into the video game industry. You get that job as a young artist out of college, and you were so so addicted to this game that you exercise this self destructive behavior. It's just like video game addiction is so it's like, fucking real. It's like smack, man. You yeah, really can just like really get into it and really want it and feel comfortable and feel good and feel easy and. Then you have to be like, what, what have I done? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I still, I have my dips. Like I stopped playing WoW and then I just kind of like took a big break. And then I remember like, uh, like in college, Smash Bros. Brawl came out and I like, oh, hell yeah. I like really dipped into that, like hard and bad and then had to pull out. Then League of Legends came out and I was like, I remember I was playing League of Legends and I used to play with these guys that I did indie improv with and mm -hmm. we were playing a match and it was like, oh, we've missed the show. Wow. <laughs> and we were supposed to do a show. Wow. But we're playing League of Legends separately in our homes and I stopped playing the next day. Uh, can I just say that uh, I feel like missing an indie improv show to play League of Legends is perfectly foul. <laughs> yeah. I, current me, yes. Yeah. A few years ago, me, really needed to get those reps. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I needed those reps. Um, I've, I've never messed around with League of Legends, but I, I do love Smash Brothers. Who's your Smash Brothers main? Uh, Lucas. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, Interesting. not to toot my own horn, I was, I feel like I was a very good Smash player for at least my like contemporary group. Like, right. I'm sure if I went to some like one of those things where they have 16 TVs and everybody's like really into it, I would have gotten completely smashed. Yes. But I, I had a good time and was like, up there in my friend group of like one of the better people. And I just loved it. 
Yeah, I was I, I was very good again, you know, significantly older. But uh, the, the original Smash Brothers and Melee was like kind of where I peaked as a Smash gamer. And I, I definitely could hold my own. But yeah, I would get absolutely schooled in today's Melee scene or in today's uh, Ultimate scene. Heather, as a fighting game enthusiast, I know that you are not a the biggest Smash Brothers fan. Yeah, I don't I don't play Smash. I find the controls floaty and weird and off-putting. And that's it. I like I I know that everybody enjoys Smash. Yeah. And I've tried multiple times mm-hmm. to get into it. I bought it for Switch when it came out. And I, I was just like, it's the same. It's not for me. It right. really isn't for me. I think if you're coming from that, like, more traditional, like, Street Fighter kind yeah. of, is that the vibe you're from? Yeah. yeah it's it's a real hard Switch. Yeah. 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 Yep. You so, don't like playing as some of your favorites, though? I don't. I don't feel, I don't feel attachment to those people. Is, wasn't there, so, Link, obviously, I know you're a big Zelda fan. What? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I, I'm trying to remember. Wasn't Lincoln a Soul Caliber like the Soul Caliber yes. for GameCube or something? Yeah, like and that? I played that. Did you uh, like that was, representation? He wait. Well, he was was he in GameCube? Yeah, he was in GameCube version, and then Spawn was in the Xbox version. Right. And who was in the PlayStation? Fuck, version? I don't remember who was, was it, in the PlayStation was it Kratos version. or was it too early for Kratos? I, maybe I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I played that. That was great. But those controls aren't very floaty in, in Soul Calibur. Right. They're, they're, they're a little... Um, no, I, I know that's more of a traditional fighting game. That's what I meant. That's why I was like, did you like that Link versus the Smash Brothers? Was oh, I, I mean, I didn't play as him. Oh, God. Like, I was just like, oh, yay, Link. He made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it, I think it might have been Darth Vader. Was it Darth Vader? Oh, that sounds oh, right. Wow. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Or Yoda. I don't know. What was it, Yoda. I kind of got a. I just blacked out for a second, really going through my mind Rolodex, trying to figure it out while you guys were talking. So thanks for the opportunity. Oh yeah, <laughs> Yoda no would have been an interesting choice, but yeah, I think they they went for something a little bit cooler. His hitboxes would have been weird. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Who's the the little guy? Oh, you hate Tekken, the little dinosaur in Tekken. Yeah, I think it was gone, but also that sounds right. Fuck Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're playing a very, we're, we're just talking fighting games. We're playing a, a a very violent game today. A very yes. nihilistic was the word yeah. Heather used. Jacob, are you at all squeamish about violence in, in video games or other media? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Heather, what's, Heather what's, Matt? What's the most violent movie you've ever seen, you think? Uh... I don't know. I'm from that generation of like Rotten.com. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's not about movies. It's just like, right. what fucked up shit have I seen from oh, yeah. videos? And it's, I've seen as bad as it gets. Yeah. 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 yeah me too. So it's fucked. Yeah. The world is terrible. It's yeah. very bad. It's very scary. I was too young. Somebody should have, I wish I had an older brother to be <laughs> right. like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I feel like I've been pretty desensitized, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, there was a point where that I felt the same way, and I feel like I've gotten a little bit more squeamish as I've gotten older. Heather and Matt, do you guys, how do you guys feel about like hyper violent stuff? It it kind of for me depends on what it is. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you saw. I feel like I've talked about Midsummer on this podcast before, but Midsummer like really like I don't know if I ever need to see it again, even though I did enjoy watching it because it's like yeah. a beautifully shot, well made movie. Mm-hmm. But some of the violence in that movie. It, I'll just it'll never leave the other side of my eyelids like it's just it's awful mm. yeah that that made me tense yeah yeah that definitely made me go like whoo yeah yeah mm. Mm. okay I okay. only watched the sex scenes on my Mr. Skin premium account <laughs> <laughs> hey can I get that password <laughs>
let's get into this week's game, Heather. Postal. Yeah, Postal uh, was released in 1997. Uh, other games from that year included Final Fantasy VII, mm. GoldenEye, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So there's An no all timer. Yeah, there's no fucking real reason for this game to be as <laughs> shitty as it is. That really puts it into perspective yeah. for me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, think about it. Those are all like... Slammers. A heart, yes. like home run games. And then this, this fucking thing. Uh, so according to the developers, I did some research, and uh, the game was created because they had a copy of Robotron 2084 in their offices, which was a dual joystick shooter. And they were like, oh, we should make something like this. This is so much fun to play. And we should just go all out and make it the craziest fucking game that it can be. The guy who uh, was like the lead uh, on um, on the development team, uh, they'd come from a licensing, family-friendly video game company, mm. uh, and so I think they wanted to like you know d- expand with their new with their new company and their new IP or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Running with Scissors, the name of the developer, it's it's like it's edgy, but it's like edgy in like kind of a playful way. Like there's a fucking Weird Al album called Running with Scissors, yeah. right? It's not like it doesn't necessarily portend that they're gonna have content this grim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would describe it as cheeky. Yeah, cheeky, yeah. 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 A good word. Which is not, and I also, I wonder how much this game and the and the flavor of this game has been impacted by our 2020 hindsight of just constant mass shootings. Yes. Yeah. Because that's part, it's a mass shooting simulator. It's the story of a man who's evicted from his home. He believes that the USAF is poisoning his hometown with a gas that doesn't affect him. So he makes his way to the Air Force Base, killing everybody he comes across on the way there. And then in what is the most harrowing part of the game, he attempts to do a mass shooting at an elementary school, which is the final round of the game. Uh, discovers that none of his weapons work and wakes up in a um, a mental health facility uh, and has had a, some kind of mental breakdown. Yeah. Uh, so that's the game. The game is you are going postal. You are doing a mass shooting. But you basically have described also all of the story that's present in the game. Yeah. <laughs> they don't that's give a you full. That's it. That's it. They don't. There aren't cutscenes. There aren't like the the voiceover that's in there is not advancing any plot threads. It's all just like flavor. It's all just stuff that's you know commenting on on game action. It, and yeah, it's it's like you just mow down faceless pedestrians mm-hmm. and faceless. Uh, like uh, 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 cops and soldiers. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of armed people you're taking out. It's not. It's not just you're just killing unarmed civilians. You're killing a lot of people who are trying to kill you back. Yeah, and <laughs> there are two. There are two uh, sort of ways to keep track of your score in mm-hmm. each level. One is how many of the armed people you have killed, and how many of the civilians you have killed. And so, rightfully. Senator Joe Lieberman called this game one of the three worst things in America when it came out. There was mm-hmm. a lot of video game hysteria in 1997, and he named this as one of the three worst things in America. I will let you guys guess what the other two were. Uh, okay, I'm going to say... 1997. 1997. Top three worst things in America, according to Senator Joe Lieberman. Okay. Tom Green. <laughs> Pretty good guess. Okay, good guess, but not correct. Uh, I'm going to say... The Men in Black franchise. <laughs> Carson Daly. Incorrect. <laughs> You're all wrong. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Music. Okay. Biscuit. Corn. No, no, close. Meta- oh, Marilyn Manson. There it is. Oh, Marilyn Manson oh. is perfect. All right, so Marilyn Manson is one of the top three worst things. Mm-hmm. Postal, Marilyn Manson, and 
I'll give you one more guess uh, what the third thing is. This is a, the general heading is entertainment and pop culture. Uh, depleted uranium. Okay, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Uh, that rude back-talking kid, Bart Simpson. <laughs> nope, nope. Come on, Ab- Abadaga, what do you got? I think I know what it is, actually. Really? I think I might know what it is. 1997. 1997. You're three years old. <laughs> 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 Roasted. Um, it, uh, entertainment? Entertainment and pop culture. Is Are you, it, is it, can you say movie or TV? Can you narrow it down at all? Um, the, I Honestly, t- TV? TV? Hmm. I think it's adjacent to what I said. I think I'm that's guessing what, South Park. It is. That is not correct. Whoa. Whoa. So the number three worst thing... In 1997, according to Senator Joe Lieberman, Calvin Klein underwear advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I hope he revealed that like a family feud board. <laughs> Ding. They're uh, just making me so horny. <laughs> so there was a lot of hysteria about the game. And uh, as a result, it was not sold in Walmart, but still ended up selling 10,000 copies in its first week and that was a much larger success than they thought it would be and it was just on pc for the longest time right yes i actually i don't know if it's ever been ported fuck maybe it's on it's a uh, redux got ported to like playstation or something i don't but. know i i didn't even bother to look it up yeah. the, the port of redux was canceled for ps4 okay yeah so it, it's 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 been a piece so like for a pc game I mean, I think it did pretty good numbers. It was, it was certainly like, I, I, as a PC gamer, I didn't play it at the time, but you know, I remember reading about it in in magazines, um, print magazines. That's how fucking long ago this was, <laughs> and uh, and being intrigued by it, and being like, oh, this game sounds edgy. It's all, but also was supposed to not be fun. It it has the interactivity depth of like. A, one of those like interactive screensavers, right? Like it's not a g- it's, good game. It's so funny that you say that. I literally had a very similar thought. You remember those things where you could like destroy your desktop screen? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It just felt like I was playing that. Yeah. Where it's just like I click my button and then there sounds like that's all I really got from this <laughs> yeah. game. Like, yeah. There was like a um like a flying toasters spinoff screensaver package that had like a mime hunt thing where like mimes would be doing a thing on your screen and you could like click them with the mouse and they'd explode. And that's what this feels like to me. It was like no more uh, deep sure. or rewarding than mine hunt. Mm-hmm. Mime. Yeah. So the- Mime hunt. We should, <laughs> we should talk a little bit about the controls because you mentioned it's a twin stick game, but from what I was reading, the uh, twin stick support wasn't actually added to this game until a patch in sometime in uh, in the 2010s. I, I, have, I have a story about this because yes. this game has given me nothing but grief since I started. <laughs> uh, I- was made. I'm a Best Buy employee. Made me feel so stupid <laughs> because I was playing the game. I have a Mac with a trackpad, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't working out yeah. for me. Uh, I didn't realize it was only a PC game, so I was like, "I'll get a like a little controller and like a USB thing." So I go to the Best Buy, and I'm like, "I'm looking for a just like an off-brand uh, USB controller." And he was like, "What's that?" And I was just <laughs> like, 
you know, like a video game controller. And they gave me this whole runaround. He's like, I just don't understand why you need it. Like, just buy a PS4 controller. And I was like, I don't want to spend $65 right. for a controller. And they said that they had it in stock. But everybody I interacted with was just like, I just don't understand what you're looking for. <laughs> Like, why do you need this? And I was like, I'm trying to play a computer game on my computer, but I want a controller. And they're yeah. just like, but why? <laughs> and I was so frustrated. It was so frustrating to me. And I was like, to the point where I'm like, it says you have it in stock. Just take me there. And they're like, we don't know where it is, man. <laughs> so I, I borrowed a controller from a friend, plugged it in, took so long to set it up. Yeah. But it's not a good patch because you can't control the distance in which you're shooting. There's a fixed distance mm -hmm. ratio. So you have to line yourself straight up with the enemy. Yes. And that's just how you die in this game. It doesn't control particularly. I mean, that that was the... we were, Me and Heather and I were talking before we recorded about how we decided to control this game because I tried out all the different methods. I tried the, you know, the Wasta uh, mouse and keyboard, which doesn't work very well because the control is character relative. Um, I tried the twin sticks. That's what I settled on and that's what I played the game the most in. But the thing I even messed around with because there's a cursor on screen that represents where you're targeting. So you're moving, uh, you know, so you, you're, you're moving is independent from your aiming. Um, although I don't think you can shoot while moving. I think you have to stay, I think you're fixed in place. No, you can shoot while moving. Okay, you can't yeah, shoot you while moving. You can run and, sh and sh shoot. It's like Smash TV controls right. run one direction, shoot in the other. Yeah. So you can, so uh, what I ultimately settled on was using the left analog stick uh, and using my mouse to control the cursor. And that seemed to had some degree of precision with the aiming, but it's still is very clunky and, and I feel like the hit detection isn't great. I found this game so easy I, I like I'm so I have I just a DualShock and yes. a Steam version of the game and y y you can't control the distance at which you fire but your bullets travel the length of the screen. Okay. And most of the time the enemies don't have any sort of uh re reaction to being shot if you shoot them from across the map. Yes. So I'm I would just like kind of walk towards them pointing the gun in, and and you're also your gun has infinite bullets. Well, your default weapon has infinite bullets and I will say that it has like it it, it I think it's disp dispensing shells. This animation as you're firing that looks like it's just continuously dribbling piss. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> what? The the little trickle of shells coming out of the gun while you're firing. It just looked like a little a little piss dribble. Yeah, it looks like a little piss boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you but so you can you, the the only reaction you get is that eventually you shoot a civilian or or a, a, a an enemy enough times that they get on the ground and writhe in pain. Yeah, and you can go up and execute them. Yeah, they, they'll they'll and they the only voice that you hear in this game is either a voice inside your own head. It's not him speaking. Which at first I thought, oh, why is he saying this shit? Yeah, why is he having these snarky like Duke Nukem clips? Yeah. but instead he's that's the voice in his own head that is telling him good job or. I like guns mm -hmm. or whatever. That that explains a lot because when I was looking at the volume controls, it's that voice is listed as demon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the demon, yeah. In in the in the volume option, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this guy's not a demon. Uh but you it, when you go up to people and and they've and you've shot them down, they'll be like, "Oh, help me, my legs, help me." And then you like stand over them. Again, the character is the size of like a pen cap on your screen and he'll like fire a few bullets into them and they'll stop moving. Yeah. We have a clip of some, where, what do we have a voice? I have a, on? this is a clip of something that his demon voice says to him. Only my weapon understands. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, they also... I have come here to chew bubble gum and commit an atrocity, <laughs> and I'm all out of gum. <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny because like this is not any more violent than Grand Theft Auto by sure. any, by any stretch. Uh, but it what makes it darker feeling is the motivation of the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he's just clearly just had some sort of psychotic break, and and it is just like pointless, senseless violence. I guess the implication of the ending coda is that it perhaps all happened in his head. Although I read that is only that like the final sequence is happening in his head, that everything else he's actually done. But it is like just so like it's just violence for violence's sake. And there's no like real fun about it. Like there's no like levity. There's no sense of like it's this over the top sort of campy sort of thing. It's just like sort of grimly straightforwardly presented. And the soundtrack often is just like the sound of like a hollow can with wind blowing through it. That made the sound made it very hard for me to play this game. Yeah. And I uh, just started listening to some like sort of 1940s jazz over it. (laughs) And it made it a much more pleasant experience. You're like, yeah, okay. There's also also like 90s like pseudo grunge industrial playing over Mm -hmm. like the main menu screens. I see you have that up. Abadaka, what's that sound like? Here we go. Like this, it's not bad. It's <laughs> when it's isolation. paired with the image. Yeah. I will say that the the image and the sound makes it seem like you're in for a very tonally different game sure. than the game you receive. Yeah. All right, that's enough of this. Oh boy. Uh the some of the civilian pleas, one of the the one that was the darkest for me is that someone it's, uh, at some point, some people say like, uh, can't see anything yeah. like they've been blinded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the, uh, so that there's also a loading during the loading screens. They have some quotes that are like these edgy sort of like, you know, they're just like fucking edgelord, uh, nihilism. Uh, but I have a couple of them written down. Blessed are the meek for they make easy targets, <laughs> a glorious symphony of horror. 76 tromboners led the grim parade. <laughs> right, because in one of the levels, you can open fire on a on a parade. That's my favorite part of the game. I did enjoy <laughs> massacring the marching band with uh, Molotov cocktails. But they don't really repeat that sort of thing, which no. I think is like, that's the second level, if I'm not mistaken. And why not play more, like, why not design more things where it is like, yeah, if I know that I have this Molotov cocktail, I can get everybody in this one area. Yes. Like, they don't do that ever again, I think. Except no. for maybe there's, like, some ostriches in a level that you can all set on fire at once. But Did, did you finish this game? How much did you play? I am, like, three levels shy from beating it. Oh, my And God. I want you to know I played it on a trackpad and I'm pissed, <laughs> I'm pissed on every, every level. But it was just easy enough to go through yeah. and, and do it. Yeah, it doesn't, there's nothing. There's I have a problem with video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was up very late, like, uh, just three more levels. Like, yeah. get through City Hall and get to the Air Force Base. Baby. It is, it's such a, sh- we've done such a shitty thing to you because you're dealing with, like, you know, you have this this problem with this compulsion with video games, but then we're giving you something truly shitty to obsess over. <laughs> it's like an alcoholic falling off the wagon and we've given them natural, light, hard seltzer. <laughs> 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 Fuck, man. Not, nothing joyous about about this at all. Maybe this will get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, there's yeah. also uh, in the instruction booklet, which was then for uh, re-releases packaged into the game, there is a war diary that uh, the main character keeps, mm. uh, which is supposed to sort of give you a little bit more lore, a little expand on the, expand on the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll read you the opening, the first entry. Diary, colon. 
Moving to Paradise. Oh, by the way, that's the name of the town. Paradise. Mm. Paradise. Moving to mm. Paradise was a tragic. Ironic. Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it ironic? Don't you think? I just got it. You just got that it was Paradise? <laughs> no. Moving to Paradise was a tragic mistake. People here are sick. I hear gunshots, screams after dark. Now the phone calls saying I'm being thrown out of this house, my house, wearing Kevlar vest and carrying a sidearm at all times now. That's like the sort of, I don't, it doesn't, it's not really well written. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I felt like I felt like I was actively listening and have no idea what I just heard. <laughs> you know, all of the dialogue and all of the, like the the writing and the interstitial interstitial like text, it all really felt like a bad like short form ending game. Mm, yeah, where you're just like, how many bad catchphrases can you come up with that have to do with pain? <laughs> like all- a bunch of rejected slogans for no fear T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> There's a uh, there's one of the quotes that the demon says to you is do it for the Gipper like do it oh, for the yeah. Gipper which was I can't, I was obsessed with this I asked you guys is that a Reagan thing and then I had to Google it because I read a book in like 2010 called Going Postal which was deconstructing how the postal phenomenon happened you, do you mean the game postal no, or about like the concept oh all the the postal worker yeah. mass shootings that that. That uh, epidemic that was happening in the 90s. Yeah, and it was, it was, the book's thesis was that it was because of Reaganomics. Oh, interesting. uh, That, like, suddenly all of this, uh, the sort of union comfort and, uh, like, solidarity of the working person had been completely stripped away. Public sector is gutted, unions broken. Yeah, and so all, all, like, a generation was raised without any emotional or mental tools to be able to deal with that. Mm. And so they had, the book posits, not me, the book <laughs> was saying that it was akin to the way the media covered uh, going postal was similar to the way the media covered slave uprisings in the 1800s, where it was like, why would anyone do this? This is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're like, oh, because it was slavery. Yeah. And so similarly, like people were like, why would you kill your boss at work? And And this was saying that it was because of Reaganomics. Mm, wow. Interesting. So when he said do it for the Gipper, I was like, is that is is this all in one big circle or if that's just a coincidence? Uh, my guess is that it's the game is not making that uh, pointed of a comment. I think it's probably just sort of like a like kind of a random thing to say, eh? you know, like it's like referencing Reagan Referencing that that fucking shitty football movie he was in uh, that that turned into a campaign slogan. I, I will say a, a, a useful piece of cultural context for this game is that it's I believe one or two years pre Columbine. Mm. So that is like you know like looking at it, it's like okay, this was before we kind of entered a new phase where like mass shootings are like a part of our daily reality just as Americans. Yeah. Um and. Uh, and so the 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 even the because you look at the elementary school sequence now and you're just like fuck man that is fucking and I didn't play that part I just watched that in uh, on a playthrough video and I was just like fuck man I, I couldn't I can't believe they're doing this and then thankfully there isn't any actual fucking bloodshed there but it like like just see just that choice making that is I guess a little bit more understandable before school shootings became such a regular part of the public consciousness the collective consciousness I don't know I mean it's still fucked up yeah it's super fucked up yeah but also 
is it possible that it was inspiring? I don't know. Like mm. I like I, when I, I kept when I was playing this, I was like, man, you know, in simpler times, if I was playing this and I had like like some serious issues and no therapist and no like outlet for these things, like would this make me consider why don't I just like go around my town and kill everybody? Mm. But then I don't really think that art does that, whether this is art or not. I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. It's that's a it's a very tough line, and it that, this game made me think about that a lot. And it's obviously a topic of discussion that you hear in any media, and right. so that's kind of how I justify it. Where it's like anytime there's something new. People are opposed to it and think that it will corrupt right. the people before. Radio, TV. Newspapers. Newspapers, video games, VR. Yeah. Like every step of the way, Instagram to it, every step of the way, people are like, this is going to ruin everything and it's going to change how people think. Right. But like, I always think it boils down to like, if people know, if people ha have the privilege of like... Knowing what's good and what's bad, they can play these games right. and they know that if they have that thought, no different than if I'm driving fast, I think I could drive into this wall. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. You know, doesn't mean I'm going to do it. I go into my like common sense part of the brain and I avoid it. So. Well, you, uh, you are echoing whether you mean to or not the, uh, this quote I have from running with scissors who mm. responded to, uh, the Lieberman stuff, which was, uh, I'll read it. <laughs> Here we go. I wish I had like a tough guy voice. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe you should do it. Is there another option before like we do this? Yeah. Read it like the demon. Yeah. Do we do it like Duke Nukem? Yeah. yeah. Contrary to the fear enema that some politicians and religious organizations would like to spray at the collective ass of the entire planet, we believe that the vast majority of people are, in fact, not inbred zombie murder bots just waiting for some entertainment product to finish their programming. We also not believe that any creative industry should ever have to castrate itself under politically motivated censorship guidelines designed around the imagined needs of six-year-olds or clinically psychotic persons, unless that is their intended target audience, of course. That's I, fucking metal. It's very metal. <laughs> this is a real alien versus predator situation, running with scissors versus Joe Lieberman. Whoever <laughs> wins, we lose. <laughs> Nick, wh why don't we give our final thoughts on this? Why don't we do uh, some review crew? Review. 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 Love it. Great. You want to go first? Yeah, so at least say something positive about this game and give it a numerical decimal rating. I will say that I think the background art looks pretty good. It's like kind of like this hand-drawn aesthetic. It, it looks fine. Um, and that's the one thing I liked. Uh, everything else about this game is from the gameplay to the, the subject matter is pretty execrable. Uh, I'm going to give this a 0. 0.5. Uh, Heather, go ahead. <laughs> Nick Nick looked really annoyed that I didn't say what we were doing. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm not, I, I looked annoyed. Yeah, you were that's like, just my default face. <laughs> I don't know if Nick knows how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I am a defeated man. This is just how I look at all times. Uh, this game. Oh, fuck. Um, what was a positive? Oh, you know what? I liked um, 
this is stupid, but I liked the aesthetic of like the menu screens and the quote pages. Sure. I was like, oh, I remember this. This, this look. It's of an era. Yeah, this era of things. This Nine Inch Nails inside of the cover <laughs> art, liner art stuff. Like, I sure. like that. Uh, this game gets a 0.1 from me. I hated wow. it. Wow. Fucking hated it. All right, Matt, go ahead. I'll say for me, one of the things that, uh, well, I don't know if I can say I enjoyed it, but the I it made me remember my childhood. I've seen this game played, and I watched my uncle play, spend a lot of time with Postal 2, uh, so I'm very familiar with the Postal franchise. Uh, but the main positive that I will say for this game is that it was easy for me to obtain. It's free. And I don't know if that's a mark against it or a mark for it, but it's a free game. Uh, I did not enjoy very much else about it. Because uh, I was thinking about when you were mentioning the comparison in Grand Theft Auto, the thing that feels yucky about this game for me is that the violence in Grand Theft Auto is optional. You know, like obviously you are committing a lot of acts of violence in that sure. game, but like oftentimes it's like, okay, well, you're you're dealing with organized crime in that game in some degree. That uh, It's like what the Joker says in The, the Dark Knight. You sort oh, of like, no. I know. What are you doing, Matt? <laughs> you're know. quoting the Joker? No. The, tooth, the toothpaste is out of the tube. Uh, no, you saw Postal too young. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. But like, sort of, you're sort of like, okay, well, like, uh, you know, criminals are going to get shot at, I guess. This is, uh, on, in the grand scheme of things, fine. This, the violence is not optional. You are killing people on purpose. It doesn't feel good to play this game. This game, I think, is like a, a, a negative 10 for me. I fucking wow. hate this thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All yeah. right, Jacob. I'm with you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something positive you can think of it and a numerical decimal rating. Go ahead. Great. Uh, positive is tough. As every, as we, as we've all said, there's not a lot of good things about right. this game. The positive for me, daddy got his fix. <laughs> It gave me an excuse to play a video game. And that felt good. And it felt good to be back. <laughs> uh, uh, my summation of this game, and it's I thought about this, and I think it requires to do a little bit of math, but this game is like what our parents thought South Park was. Right. You know, like it's this like edgy, weird thing that was actually pretty gruesome and not like fun and light. It was like pretty heavy. I'll, I mean, I'll just give it, I'll give it like a, a 0.25. I thought it was awful. It was an uphill battle the entire time. I hate Best Buy. I'll never be back. I did not enjoy my time. Wow, I'm the high man on the battlefield with a 0.5. How about that? Those were our thoughts though, Heather. Maybe we're wrong. Yeah, maybe we're wrong, Nick. I've got a, a couple positive reviews uh, about this game. Uh, I've got one from Metacritic here. Uh, okay, people, you have to look at how to see games. You don't have to look at the graphics or quality. It's how you like to play games and how you love games. I think this game is kick-ass. Why? Because nobody else has the balls to make a game so funny and mean. Ten. Oh my god. Ten that, out of ten from Charlie Beatles. Uh, that sounds like uh, an agent talking to somebody who did not sell their film at Sundance. <laughs> uh, here's one from Derek Jordan on Amazon. Five stars. Subject line: Yes, an ultimate hit throwback to ni late '90s violence. Ultimate hit is how he wrote it. Simple yet strategic all-out mayhem. Kill, kill, kill. Listen to Lamb of God or Anthrax. Do not proceed with actual interpretation. 
Oh, my leg! Stop shooting me! I'm already dead! LOL. Classic angst. Kill them all. Brings me back to my teenage years. Oh, this is good. (laughs) If you're trying to picture this guy and what is in your head is a bald man with a goatee, uh, you would be correct. That is his avatar. Uh, I've got uh, another five-star review from Zyken. Uh, Worth every penny. So this person paid for the game. Postal by Ripcord was and is one of the best games ever made. Mm. There. That that is all that should be said about this game. It really is worth every penny. Once you start playing, you will not be able to stop. You know what this is like. Uh, (laughs) It really is a sick, but yet a very funny kind of sick game. A lot of games today are not half as violent as Postal. Postal's like the godfather of all thick blood, gore shoot, blow up, firebomb, etc. games made today. It's a very sexy game, plain and simple. If you, the review concludes with this line, if you own this game, Postal, you will not need a woman in your life. Oh my God. (laughs) This dude fucking busts when he's playing this thing? (laughs) Shooting thick ropes while massacring civilians. Uh, Here's one. I actually, I like, I disagree with the conclusion of this review, but I like this review. I think it's like pretty, it's an interesting take. This is a a review of Postal Redux, which was the remake uh, by Zoe Posthuman. This is also on Metacritic. This is a 10 out of 10. Postal Redux is a remake of a game made in 1997. Think about that. Postal originates from a pre-Columbine, pre-Sandy Hook, pre-neo-fascism alt-right America. Yet the events of Postal, while being over-the-top in kill count and survival, are essentially numerous levels of doing what actually happens quite often in the real America of the 21st century. Take any individual level of Postal and it feels like a let's play of a major news story, some already having happened and some that are bound to happen in the future. These events are not deep, are often completely without a point, and and when one is presented, it's shallow, hateful, and insane. Postal holds a mirror up to America and sells us simulations of what we've become numb to. Some would say it failing to shock now is a downfall of a remake, but I'd say that failing to shock us and feeling quite mundane and like an average part of our lives says more and means more than shocking depictions of fictional violence ever could. In 20 years, we went from being horrified by low-resolution fictional uh, pixel violence to being numb to the exact same thing in real life and outright critical of the game for not being graphic enough. Where will we be in 20 more years? Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. I mean— this has been the podcast. How did this get played? <laughs> this has been our final episode. <laughs> I will. I will say, Postal Two, the sequel, which Matt uh, saw his uh, his yeah. uncle play. That one, they they took the reaction, they took the backlash, and then just sort of went in a direction where, like, we were going to be a little bit more self aware, and they added some elements to make it a little bit more over the top, a little more Grand Theft Auto-y versus this one, which is just such a grim sort of bear presentation. Yeah, uh, Gary Coleman plays a big part in Postal right. Two. Uh, there's a character who is a just a dick and balls, uh, and it's it, it's uh, it's first person, I believe, too, right? I yeah. think so. I think Postal Two was the game that the Supreme Court had to play in order to decide whether or not banning minors from renting violent video games was an issue of free speech or not. I'm, just, I, I'm I, picturing De- Antonin Scalia trying to figure <laughs> out how to download Steam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's time for a segment. Matt? Great. Uh, so, uh, can our hosts and guests guess the game based on the reviews alone? It's time for Blind Item Reviews. Blind 
Okay, cool. This is exciting. Yeah, I came up with this. Uh, <laughs> this is great, man. This rocks. Uh, okay, so here's how it works. I've curated some negative, mixed, and positive reviews of some uh, beloved and critically acclaimed games. Based on these reviews, it is up to you three to guess what the game is. Okay. If you lock in a guess during the negative round, you get five points. If you lock in a guess during the mixed round, you get three points. And if you lock it in at the positive round, you get one point. Wait. Okay, just you'll keep track of the points. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'll keep track of the points. Look, I'm excited. I made a game. Great. Okay. At okay. what point did you put on Joker makeup? <laughs> <laughs> when people, when the society stopped started ignoring me. <laughs> but if you're going to be reading off the whole, take it off the screen. Well, the answer's not on here. Oh, okay. Okay, oh, okay, great. Okay, great. Okay, uh, the answers are in here. I was going to cheat. Great. Oh, well, don't read ahead. Don't look at the screen. <laughs> okay, don't read the screen. Don't, okay, the don't screen. read the screen. Well, yeah. Don't put it on the screen. Oh, well, I need it so then the timer's Take there. it off the fucking screen, man. <laughs> Take it, off the, take it off the screen. It's off the screen. Okay, great. Okay, so this is the uh, this is round one. We'll see how much of this goes in. Uh, th- so here we go. This is the uh, the first. Ne- I'm starting with negative reviews. Okay. Great. One of the most frustrating experiences I've ever had. The game is harder as hell and eventually get tedious with time. The exploration and combat system is punitive. There are large areas filled with nothing. The villages and few and simple. If you consider difficulty in games, avoid this title. So that's part of it. And then he goes, I don't understand how a game so mediocre gets so much love. It'd start bluntly by saying that it, this game has more issues and problems and you'll find having fun. The autosave feature rarely happens. And by rarely, I mean every 40 minutes or so. So you have to manually save. Oh, and then he goes, the combat is horribly broken. If you so much as touch an enemy's fire, uh, fingernail, you'll die. Why? Because fuck you. That's why. The game isn't hard. It's just repetitive BS. Here's a mixed review. Uh, wait, so oh. we, we, we're not get, we're waiting for oh, you yeah. to read do everything. I, do I ding in? You can, yeah, ding oh, in it's a ding. when you it's think you know what it is. Oh, okay. Do we get negative points for guessing? No. Okay, ding. Yes. Oh, well, Heather well, asked first. Okay. Okay. So, yes, Heather. This is my, that's my ding in. Ding. Uh, I'm going to say Breath of the Wild. Wow. Heather is correct. <laughs> Whoa. Dang. I thought it was Dark Souls. I thought no. it was, yeah. yeah. So Heather has, Heather has five points on the board. This is going. I wrote that review. <laughs> uh. Okay, so here we go. Heather has five points. The rest of you have zero. I'm going to move okay. on to round two, starting in negative. I don't normally complain about the graphics in a game, especially one this old, but the art in this game has such low resolution, and there were times when I couldn't tell what was going on. I didn't know where the floor ended and the walls began, so I spent an inordinate amount of time on every uh, on every section. It was horrible. The characters were sort of interesting, but the turn-based combat is dull, and there are lengthy walls of text explaining an overly complicated combat system. The game hasn't aged well at all, and I have a feeling that I wouldn't have liked it even if I had played it when it first came out. Ding. Final Nick. Fantasy Tactics. No. Fuck. Heather. Ding. Final Fantasy VIII. No. I'm moving on. Unless you got a ding? Paper Mario. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm going to move on to a mixed review of this title. Okay. A decent game with various flaws, including two-dimensional characters, lackluster gameplay, and a story that suffers from being too complex and pretentious for its own good. It's a... It's a good game and and very enjoyable, and I do recommend it. However, various elements of the story are not quite what the game's diehard fans will want you to believe. Diehard fans feels like it's a clue. Ding. Heather. Diehard arcade. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I want, do I give a clue? Because I feel, no. Not after I guess. No, you're right. That's not fair. (laughs) Uh, Ding. 
I feel like 2D characters is a clue, so I'm going to say Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. <laughs> no. Uh, I have no guess. Thank you. Okay. I'm moving on to the positive of this game. Okay. And I want to keep in mind, Here's I'll give a clue. Okay. Okay. Some of you were close before. Wow, mm, this okay. game is simply the best game of all time. Obviously, since you've seen that written here about a million times, it turned me into an RPG vid game fan I am today and revolutionized the video game industry into what it is today. Ding. Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Nick gets Damn. one point. Paper Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so the score right now, Heather five, Nick one, Wysocki zero. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and this is the, the, the final round. Round final. three, starting with the negative. Wait, how, mu- how much is a, a middle review worth? Three. So there's, I, unless they get the negative right, I'm going to lose. <laughs> our only chance to win or tie Heather is to get the negative review right. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes life ain't fair, baby. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's take all of the nostalgia goggles off for a minute here and give this game a fair analysis. I'm willing to say that there's a lot about this game that is really good. Almost everything, to be exact. Almost. So why is this game bad? One reason. The controls. The controls are so god-awful that they make the game pretty much unplayable. Oh, it's one of, it's, it's one of two. It's one of two games. <sighs> it's one of two games. <sighs> All right. Ding, Heather. Goldeneye. Heather is... Correct. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was thinking, I don't know why I didn't say that. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. I wasn't even thinking N64 era. Heather is our winner with 10 points. <laughs> that has been Blind Item Reviews. <laughs> cool. This game's easy. <laughs> yeah. You, I just, look- you just hear things and you're like, what would be the the dumbest person on earth say? <laughs> I think the point system's a little off. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just it needs that to around. be rebalanced. It was the first time. I hadn't made a game before. I was just happy that job. it worked. You did a good job. It you was did a fun. Great job. I it's think a good I concept. Did. I won. I have blast. <laughs> I'm so I, mad. I'm gonna go postal. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Learned it was it from either, the game. It was either Goldeneye or Resident Evil because I was like, oh, oh Resident like Evil would have been a yeah, good yeah, guess. Yeah. Hmm. Well, but um, we'll play it again sometime. Yeah. But I also feel like they would have been like, this puzzles suck. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, can't, I, I, I can't play this while I eat pizza. <laughs> uh, Matt, it's time for the question block. Ba-ding! All right. This one's from at Jake Wolfsuck on Twitter. <laughs> Shit. When I was growing up, there was a restaurant we would go to that had a gauntlet arcade cabinet. Despite my then and ongoing lack of skill at video games, I always spent the time between ordering and eating playing that game. Did you guys have any non-arcade gaming destinations? I have an answer to this one. First of all, I want to, I'm curious as to whether Jake Wolf Suck means the original Gauntlet uh, or if he means the they they had a there was a 3D version they made that actually was like pretty fun. More of yeah. a top down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that there was that uh, uh, Gauntlet that came out in the 16 or the 32 bit era that was that I, I played the shit out of. But the 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 answers that come to mind first were was uh, um, uh, there was a round table pizza. Which I loved because first off, it's pizza and then pitchers of soda. The pizza pizza parlor experience great for the the doughy kid I was and the doughy man I am. Uh, but the but they had a Cadillacs and dinosaurs arcade cabinet there, which was just like such a unique but fun game. And they also had that fucking uh, what was that Western 
shooter that was like uh, Sunset Riders. They had Sus- Sunset mm. Riders. That, well, it was more of a beat em up than a shooter, but uh, they, they had both of those and they were playing the shit out of those there. Then there also, there wasn't a Mortal Kombat uh, cabinet at the arcade I was, that was that was at my mall for a while. So to, to play Mortal Kombat, you had to go to the Martha's Donuts, which was a donut shop, which weirdly had one arcade game, or they had two arcade games. They had uh, Mortal Kombat and then they had that hacked Super Street, Street Fighter, you remember? Before yeah. uh Street Fighter 2 Turbo Mode came out and someone just like added it so like every character could shoot Hadoukens. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that, those those are my memories. Wow. Roundtable Pizza, Martha's Donuts. Uh, the 7-Eleven near my house had Street Fighter 2 growing up and I would stand on a milk crate and I would play Street Fighter 2 with a bunch of dudes and it was awesome. It was awesome. Like get like anytime I would win, that group of dudes would cheer so loud. Wow. Hell yeah. Like there was no animosity. It was so novel that like there's this little girl playing. Like it was <laughs> so great and so much fun. That was that's my it's among my best gaming memories. That's so fun. Yeah. Uh we had a lot of laundromats that uh, oh, yeah, okay. that would have like one or two games and you would just kind of slum around and be like, if we're gonna go play Metal Slug, you go to the laundromat by by LBJ. If you wanna play like the the ball game, the Neo game, you go to this laundromat. So we would just kind of bounce around there. We also had like a cool ass real deal arcade in Redondo Beach that we would go to a lot. So we had access to like a real deal. So I don't right. think we were looking for the off the off games. Like yeah. We had the spot with all of the games. Yeah. We had a couple of, yeah, we had a couple of big arcades. We had a, a Bally's Magic Castle, and then we also had a, what well, I think later became Aladdin's Castle, but then we also had a, uh, this place called the Boardwalk, which is still there. It was right adjacent to the bowling alley that was just like this fucking huge Dave and Buster style arcade or sized arcade before Dave and Buster's um, that was just a joy to be around. Yeah. Okay, this next one is from at uh, Nick Kirkman on Twitter. Uh, what notably violent video game uh, would still be enjoyable if you took out the violent aspect and focused on just the story? Oh, uh, I will say uh, not Mortal Kombat for Super Nintendo because I had that as a very disappointed kid. With uh, where uh, the, you know the gameplay is fun enough, but the the blood is part of the appeal, and just kicking guys and seeing a bunch of sweat come off of them didn't really pay off in the same way. What about Doom? Mm. If Doom was a game where you had no weapons and almost like alien isolation where like you there was nothing you could do if you ran into a demon, you would just die. Mm. But you were like trying to investigate what had happened like you could take not not Doom classic, which doesn't have a story, but like the more recent Doom. I I think maybe that that could be cool. Yeah, maybe maybe Uh, I remember that this is the. Uh, and I'd be curious as to how they play. Apparently, I just Googled it, and apparently they, they actually repealed this with Wolfenstein II, the new Colossus. But for a long time, there was a total ban on any sort of Nazi uh, symbology in German video games. And so I know that they reskinned some of the Wolfensteins and some other games that had Nazi enemies into being just generic, uh, like, zombies. And then when you shot them, like, green blood would come out mm. of them. And I'm kind of curious as to how mm. those would play. Because I feel like they would still be fun, just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. J- anything come to mind, Jacob or Matt? My brain's working in my brain's working in the opposite where I'm thinking yeah. of a nonviolent game that would be fun violently. <laughs> like Sonic just like ripping right. people yeah. to shreds. <laughs> I'm just thinking about cuz like uh the story of Red Dead Redemption the stories that are in those games are so well told that the the shooting 
Well, the shooting's like the most fun part of those yeah. games. But like, if you took it out, the other stuff in that game works really well. It would just be like Death Stranding with a horse. I, I guess if like Shadow of the Colossus was like Pokemon Snap. Oh. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, that's a good answer. Just taking pictures of them big old rock creatures. <laughs> sure, why not? That'd be fun. That, that's, a, that's a real nice feeling. Yeah. I like that idea. We got to take dick pics. <laughs> Nick. With those big old stalactite hogs. <laughs> Smirk. <laughs> Nick. Uh, this next one is from at. No, uh, no, Nick, no. This next one is from at Jake Edgling on Twitter. Too many Jakes. Edge. Yeah, I got it. Oh, excuse me, Jack. <laughs> Jack Edgling on Twitter. Edge. <laughs> Edge. Edge. Uh, I had to convince my mom that any video game blood that wasn't red was just alien juice so I could play mature rated games. Did any of you have to convince parents of something to play violent slash mature games when you were younger? I'm confused by the wasn't red. Does that is that supposed to be was red? I mean, that's a question for Jack. I don't know. I don't I don't quite get this. Yeah, one. I, I would. uh no, I don't remember lying to my parents to play the play games. Never. That was just me trying to get my dad to rate uh, to rent uh, fucking R-rated movies that mm-hmm. had boobs in them. That was the only that, that was the only thing I remember. Yeah, and I I they I don't think they looked at games as being even could be poorly like could be badly influential right like, cuz they were ridiculous looking. Like no matter how real they look, they look stupid. Yeah. So no, I didn't. That's it really kind of blows my mind too that like my parents are like yeah fucking play here play this play Doom play I, Mortal Kombat right I have a specific one uh, when God of War was out uh, I was probably what like 13 14 or something not old enough to buy the game on my own it was rated M for mature and uh, I wrote my mom a letter uh, so I could have because I wanted to play the game so bad because everybody was talking about how cool it was uh, and I was like I just want the game because it focuses on Greek mythology and I love Greek mythology, uh, which it was half true. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to play that sex mini game. <laughs> yeah, that's <dude>. adorable. <laughs> <laughs> you dog. <laughs> and then uh, I was still young enough where I was like, I don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> uh, this next one is from at the Psy Guy. Games tend to be unfairly targeted when it comes to controversial content. That being said, have there been any games in your life that you feel uh, stepped way over the line or made you feel put down the controller? For me, this. I kind of did have some feelings yeah. of that in this one. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. But not, again, Yeah. I don't think I would have felt that at the time. No. Right. At the time, I would have been less traumatized by it. It was just that now it's like, man, I've seen this so, I, like... That's almost the reverse. It's almost a contradictory of the review I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, it would have been like stupid in the 90s. And now it's like harrowing. Yeah. Because we have memories of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not numb to it. It's like more visceral to me now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I honestly... Our answer is this game. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this one. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, hey, hit us up with your questions or comments at GetPlayedPod, GetPlayedPod at gmail.com. Jacob Wysocki, you are a prince for playing through this awful game. Oh, We're thanks glad for having we me. Could, you could kind of get your fix in some small way. It was great. Um, a- anything you would like to plug at this time? Yeah, I have a podcast coming out called I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club Anymore, where I attempt to watch Fight Club for 72 hours straight. I would love for anybody to listen to it and see how bad I become. <laughs> 
So, oh my god! You know, I wanted to jump into the podcasting space. I had to do something nobody else had done, and right. I, I've ruined myself. So, <laughs> we, we talk sometimes about how uh, we really screw, like screwed ourselves with this premise where we had to play a bunch of bad video games. You have one up us to right? yeah. some degree. Yeah, and I always think like if I'm ever going to do it again, I can't not do seventy two hours. <laughs> like I really fucked myself over. Did, so you didn't sleep. Uh, I yeah I like the the goal was to not to not sleep <laughs> yeah I imagine you get into a lot of this in depth in the pod as you slowly lose your mind yes yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. wow check that out on Headgum <laughs> uh, and Matt what's next week's game uh, next week's game Kitten Squad yeah it sounds better than Postal hey you know Heather we didn't mention something huge in this game what if, what what did we miss your character the Postal dude. There's a button mapped where you can commit suicide. Oh, my God. You're right. That's another nightmarish aspect of the game is that you can blow your own brains out. It's the first thing I did when I played the games. I just was experimenting with the different buttons and I hit one. And I just fucking offed myself. You know, I I, I didn't know if you were going to be up for this, but I do have a surprise. Uh, which is that I have the postal dude here. Oh my god! Uh, he wanted to drop in and say a couple of uh, things and 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 thank us for playing the game. I think. Oh wow! There he is. Uh, well, yeah. Go ahead. I regret nothing. Postal, postal dude. dude. <laughs>